The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. What's new in the RTE saga? Well, I was amused by the stories today on Saturday about free cars for all the RTE celebrities. It now transpires they're making three and four grand for Instagram adverts, some of them recorded on the property of, of RTE, uh, Dancing with the Staff star, um, oh, stars, I should say, Carl Mullen, um, has eight different brands he's endorsing from cars to phones to grocery stores. Doreen Gara, he really knocks it out of the park even more. Baz, of course, as well as Bank of Ireland. He has lots of other side deals. And I I didn't know this. I was a bit dismissive of all this social media stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. Well, of course, the Cabinet is meeting today and all of the Oireachtas Committee stuff is now sort of converging into what actually the shareholder is going to do, what the government is going to do. And in that regard, it seems uh, from Minister Martin, as you heard there, uh, going into Cabinet, that the review is going to be beyond the appointment of an auditor and is going to go into the future of the organisation. Well, that is to do with its culture, to do with its governance, how effective the board is at supervision and some of the practices that have emerged. Shortly, we'll be joined by Brian Stanley, the chairperson of the Public Accounts Committee, to find they have a big meeting on Thursday in private and to find out where that's going. But Arthur Beasley, current affairs editor of the Irish Times, joins us. Arthur, welcome to the programme. What can morning, we expect? Ivan. Like the, the, the Professor Neve Brennan was supposed to be, you know, in UCD, one of the experts on corporate governance. Uh, and that really is about oversight. Uh, you know, the non-executives uh, uh, not being able to say we had no idea about X, Y and Z. What can we expect today? Well, I, I think, uh, I mean, this cabinet meeting, uh, big cabinet meeting from RTE's perspective, uh, that that is due to be, begin around now. I think it's pretty clear at this point that uh, there's got to be a pretty uh, broad uh, review of the organization and its culture. Um, it's not entirely clear who, uh, or it's not confirmed at this point, who will be in the driving seat in that process. Uh, but you also have the prospect of an auditor being sent in to look at 40 years books. And I mean, what's going on here is that you've had one report by Grant Thornton, another on the way, two separate Oireachtas committees uh, examining what's been going on in RTE. And now you have a government review and the prospect of, uh, of an auditor going in. So that's, that's essentially six separate uh, examinations of what's going on well, that, in the that, National Broadcaster leads... six in 12 days since this thing broke. Well, 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 the case for streamlining that, I mean, this will be the silly season story. It will just keep giving. But Grant Thornton, I think, are separate because they're reporting to RTE and they're, they're being paid by RTE So uh, and they will own that report. Uh, the government auditor, do you think this will be related to the CNAG? Will it be one of the top four firms and is it just to follow the money trail or 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 and and just on that any visibility on the 120 grand yet i keep asking everyone this is the uh, unaccounted for payments between 2017 and 2019 for ryan uh still no visibility on that question um it's now almost two weeks since the original rte statement uh the last that was stated was that grant thornton would be finished that work uh, in four weeks. 
it's not exactly clear when that four weeks was supposed to have started, but I think certainly there's a sense that uh, this four weeks is it's already too long. And uh, by the time we get to uh, Thursday, we'll have fully uh, we'll have had fully a fortnight uh, of questions around this. And I mean, in the backdrop, so we're none the, the wiser. The fact that D Forbes, the former d- d- director general, that she didn't know anything about this. So streamlining. Uh, what, what way do you think it law? Because these are in parallel. All these uh, audits. Uh, very difficult to say. And you, you, you ask who, who exactly will do it. I mean, the fact is that RTE hasn't been under the purview of the Controller and Auditor General uh, for uh, for many years. So as to whether the government decides to uh, deploy powers in the in the Broadcasting Act to give the CNAG a mandate to go in, I don't know uh, whether that's going to happen or whether another one of the uh, big. Uh, accountancy or auditing firms w- would be appointed to go in with a mandate from the government, but it's certainly uh, something that would be very unappealing for Morty where years and years and years of financial records would have to be produced uh, for the uh, the searching eye of, of a scrutineer. Now, this wider review, will it focus on the difference between public service broadcasting which, or, or, or journalism, which would include the work you do in the Irish Times, and public sector broadcasting. Uh, do you get the nuance? I do indeed, yeah. Well, it, it's, it, it's difficult to know at the moment, right? Because, but certainly if you're to read, the, if you're to look at the and listen to the statements from politicians in the last uh, couple of days, it cert- this se- certainly seems to be going into a, a mode where what will come out of it is a question around how RTE is going to be structured in the future. We had Pascal Donoghue, the Minister for Public Expenditure, yesterday speaking of questions around the size and scale of RTE going into the future, uh, that this would have started only a few short days ago uh, with ructions around Ryan Tuberty's pay, and now you have the, the very structure of the organisation uh, seemingly in question uh, really is a reflection of the concern and disquiet and anxiety about what was going on and about the lack of answers from top people in the organisation, even as we uh, are 12 days into it. Yeah, the other thing is the money. It seems to me blindingly obvious, and no one has mentioned this, there are to got a 50 million bailout for, bailout for COVID, that they are urgently going to require more money. They're going to lose 20 to 30 million this year, uh, leaving aside the downward uh, trend on their finances uh, commercially. The government or no politician is going to increase the licence fee and you're either going to have a, text, a tech tax or the issue. If you decide to get rid of five members of the executive uh, committee. The reality in Ireland is, if you sack someone, you can, but you've got to pay them two years' salary. And that could happen to Ryan or anybody else. So, I mean, they have debts of 95 uh, million. Their borrowing ceiling is 100 million. As I say, their revenue has gone down from 450 million to 340 million. I mean, it, it seems to me, you know, reviews are grand, but, you know, they're going to need cash. Well, I mean, it, it really is quite serious because, I mean, there, 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 there have to be question marks over the extent to which people are going to be willing to pay the licence fee um, at all in the, in the face of this maelstrom. Uh, you also have the uh, political impossibility, it seems to me, of the government giving uh, more public funding to the organisation where you have all of these questions uh, still unanswered around what was happening with Ryan Tuberty and 
questions around the governance and the way the place was being run. So it really is uh, potentially quite an acute situation. No, but do you not get my point that, that, that they need money? Urgent. They will need money. Yeah. Well, that, and, that is... That and is, my is, understanding that is, is that, that they have been knocking on Leo's door and so on, saying to actually pay some of the revenue for bogus self-employment, the, the, the revenue requirement, they need cash for that? Very possibly, very possibly. And again, very, very, uh, very, very serious situation. All right, Arthur Beasley, current affairs editor with the Irish Times. Thanks for that update. Uh, The government decisions awaited. And of course, the wider the review, the longer it'll take. And this is urgent. Brian Stanley, Sinn Féin TD uh, for Lee Shoffley, or I always get confused of the two separate constituencies. He is a chairperson of the Oireachtas Public Accounts Committee. And I think it would be fair to say Uh, that they did an outstanding job last week in uh, trying to secure transparency and accountability. I thought, Brian, you were very authoritative the way that you were dealing with them. Um, What can we expect arising from your meeting on Thursday? Uh, Thanks for that, Ivan. Uh, Look, we're we're meeting on Friday, sorry, we're meeting on Thursday afternoon and what we want to do is is that we have requested a number of documents. Uh, We have heard uh, a certain amount of evidence uh, we want to plot our next steps. Uh, this is not a matter of just trying to roll over to the next episode. This has to be a case of uh, of trying to scrutinise and get into what's really going on at RTE. Um, uh, but more more importantly is is to make recommendations as to what can be done to sort out the situation there. I think I think by any standards, uh, what we saw over last last week. And particularly the Public Accounts Committee on Thursday was uh, jaw-dropping uh, in terms of mismanagement, incompetence, concealment. Uh, the former or the the uh, chair of the board, the current chair of the board, what you call the deceitfulness. Uh, I think it was, you know, it was an expose of uh, the need for radical surgery here, not a stick and plaster. There's a major job of work to be done. And I think, you know, to... One of the things that really, really struck me over the last 11 or 12 days about this whole RTE business is that the thoughts of having two management, boards of management, uh, one, you have the uh, appointed board of management, uh, the non-executive one, uh, but within the management team, they describe themselves as a board also. Uh, That board did not appear, I mean, in any normal company, and you'll notice, and from my bit of experience, I know it, um, uh, that there can only be one board uh, that uh, that people have to be accountable to, and the non-executive board headed by uh, Shuni Rahalik, that is supreme. That has to rule supreme, and that has to have all relevant information. And neither of those things were happening. And from a public accounts committee, that is the first place you start. The other thing uh, that really stuck out, Ivan, is that you know having a financial system outside of the financial system. In other words, these barter accounts, slush funds. Um, you know, and if you wanted to pay somebody a hundred thousand, it cost you one hundred thirty-five thousand. I mean, you've been in business, my God Almighty! Tonight, you wouldn't run the corner shop like this, or you'd have a business in a week. You know, it's well, really. Well, uh, well, know, can, can I say? Can, can I say that you, you did? You did. Uh, uh, I called it waterboarding, but you did uh, uh, deep questioning, and the committee did a great job on the executives. But I thought. When it comes to government, it's down for the board. I mean, like, I thought it was shocking. I think it was 2021. 
the remuneration subcommittee of the board never met once. I mean, it's their Absolutely. job to ask serious questions about remuneration. And for Moya to her to say, she didn't know. I thought that was damning. And then secondly, and Johnny Brady asked this question. He produced the story of the 111 grand for the Tokyo World Cup uh, trip in the mail on Sunday. Like, it's not that that was a secret. That was well known at the time. It's amazing. The board never even discussed it. Well, it seemed to be very hands-off. Uh, the, board, the board seemed to lack authority. Uh, having the second executive board, you know, really put the really put the kibosh on the whole thing. But there is a question there about the non-executive board. Uh, the fact that, you know, that it wasn't asking for reports, that it wasn't asking questions, that was the, those subcommittees of that board meeting. You know, if you're, if you're, on, if you're on that board and you're overseeing an organisation of, you know, 240, 250 million turnover, uh, per year, uh, you do need to be on top of the game and you do need to be, uh, if you're on a subcommittee, it's not just a matter of turning up and going through the motions. It's a matter of, you know, keeping a close eye on what's happening and asking the probing questions of the director general. The director general uh, has to be accountable to that board. The chief financial officer has to be accountable to that board. The head of content, the head of legal, all of that management team have to be and have to be acting in a responsible way. And the one thing that came across to me, uh, you know, for a big organisation, and I've only been involved in much smaller boards, but what I notice is, is that there was no level of accountability. There was no information, no transparency, along with the fact that the board itself would appear to be in lax, we'll say, and I'm trying to be charitable about it here. Uh, but that's a culture, I think, that grew up. Uh, the CNAG, uh, they did the control and auditor general, that's our state auditor. Yeah, I just yeah, want to ask uh, you specifically uh, about that. One of the options open yeah. to you, uh, so you have uh, non-commercial state bodies like the HSE that you audit every year. It's a question about whether local authorities should be brought in under the PAC system. W- is it in your power to recommend that routinely, annually, the CAG would uh, be responsible for RT? It is, and they did have that power. Uh, it was changed a few years ago under the Broadcasting Act, uh, changed a number of years ago. Uh, so, it's, uh, you know, it's a commercial semi-state company like Port de Mona and DSB. It's supposed to wash its own face. That's the general rule of thumb with semi-states, as you know. Uh, RT obviously couldn't because of the fact that it's, you know, it has different requirements in terms of public sector broadcasting. It's not selling a product like DSB or Port de Mona or Quilche. Uh, but nevertheless, it does have a big commercial uh, role. I think, I think that uh, that certainly is one of the options needs to be looked at again. One of the things that we recommended early last week that Sinn Féin recommended was that we send in a team of auditors, and Piers Doherty outlined that publicly twice. I have alluded to it on a number of occasions about that in- external examination of the finances. I'm glad the government have moved on it. I'm glad that it's going to be not just look back, but it appears now it's going to be futuristic as well in terms of, uh, you know, what, what way it, it structures itself going forward, management okay. systems. Finally. Uh, but we need, but we need, to, we need, the key thing is, is that there needs to be accountability at board level. There needs to be accountability from the executives to that. There needs to be a totally in, integrated financial system. And you see all those diversionary routes, Ivan. When you have diversionary route, routes, barter accounts, etc., and money going around in a circle like that, that is never for a good reason. All that needs to end 
it needs to end and I told him that last Thursday before they went out okay. the door finally, it needs to end it from that day Finally w- witnesses that haven't turned up Dee Forbes Ryan Tuberty Noel Kelly uh, just is there any liaison between you your committee the Public Council Committee and the Media Committee or are we going to get double hearings like before like it strikes me that the Public Accounts Committee have more powers and are probably more forensic can we avoid some of the duplication or, or how do you see that just the, the, the taking of evidence you know, travelling for the next few weeks? Well, can I say this, uh, uh, Ivan, that obviously that's a question that, that, that can arise sometimes, but see, in this case, there's no jostling for positions here in terms of, you know, I think that there's a lot of stuff to be teased out and the more scrutiny you get, the better. So I welcome the examination that's being done by the media committee. That's a good, that, that's a good thing in the short term anyway. Uh, I do think that, uh, you know, that in terms of the Public Accounts Committee, we have a big job of work to do here in terms of trying to get it right. Uh, and also, you know, looking at the terms of reference of what the government are going to propose today, are there gaps in that? I think that we need to, we, you know, we may need to make a recommendation there. I think, I welcome the fact, by the way, the government are moving on this. I think that we should have moved it uh, before now. You know, the government do know about this since okay. March. Uh, but the fact that it's happening now is a good thing and it needs to be thorough. But from our point of view, I don't see uh, jostling between Oireachtas committees on this there's a big piece of work to be done right. here, not just about what's going on, but about the future of public sector broadcasting in our democracy. All right. Brian Stanley, uh, Sinn Féin TD and chairperson of the Oireachtas Public Accounts Committee, who meet in private session on Thursday. Thank you. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.